It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! Welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a Nebraska desert. We are joined today by some call him the quarterback whisperer, some call him the quarterback wizard, Mr. Tony Rassiopi. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the Nebraska Hawks Nest. How's your summer going so far? Uh, Almost starting. So I'm a health phys ed teacher here in New Jersey. So we have uh, like two days left to school. So I'm not officially summertime yet but um always a great time here in jersey obviously with jersey shore and uh i got yeah we have three kids under the age of five so we're looking forward to doing those things how how i've never been to the jersey shore so how accurate are the the perceptions and what people say about it out there is it like you know they show on tv or is it just like you know like because like when they'll show like iowa nebraska on tv it's all cornfields and there's no of city course. and anything like that so obviously if you have common sense you know everything they talk about the jersey shore is it probably to that extent is it anything like that i would say probably five uh, percent of it um okay you know, okay over a, a two hour to two and a half hour drive of of coast you know so <laughs> it, the best thing about it is, is whatever you're into at whatever age you're at, there's something for you. You know, if you're, you know, you're the family people that want to go down there and get a house for the week and, and uh, okay. have a great time and do family stuff. You got that. If you're 21 years old, you want to have a great time. There's also plenty of place to do that as well, you know, and everything in between. So, um, okay. no, I, I agree. I, we, uh, we went to Iowa was it two years ago, two years ago, we came out for a game. And again, like you said, like, you know, it's almost like our, or New Jersey arrogance, you know, I go out there and think I'm just going to see cornfields and I get to Iowa yeah. City. I'm like, this place is awesome. We had, we had an absolute yeah. blast. Iowa City is super underrated for like people that haven't been there. It's a lot of fun. I mean, that's not a big city, but I right. think Iowa, Iowa City's got about 100, 125,000 people. And there's a ton of fun things to do there. Very cool city. And then, you know, you're really close to uh, Des Moines from there, you know, and there's a lot to do in Des Moines. So, um, I was a lot more heavily populated than the rest of the country gives us credit for. For sure. Um, all right, Tony, 
enough talk. I won't talk about the Jersey Shore anymore, ask any other questions about that. But <laughs> Hawkeye fans in general, and I, I think just college football fans across the country are very interested and intrigued by you. We've heard little sn- snippets about you, you know, throughout the years, and Iowa fans have really been introduced to you over the last five or six years. Um, talk about really what you do um, with college quarterbacks to help develop them. And I, I believe you're working with some guys in the NFL too, but um, if someone's going to come to you and say, Hey coach, I want to work with you. What type of things can they expect? Uh, you know, the, the college kids are interesting, right? I mean, you know, that I've worked with every age group and I'll, I'll work with, you know, uh, high school kids here in New Jersey, obviously starting out with them and developing them into obviously hopefully being really good players in high school. And if, if they're talented enough, get full scholarships playing college. And I've luckily, I've had a bunch of those guys, um, but the college kids are interesting because they're, they're, you know, they, they play for somebody else. And I've always said, like, I think what's always helped me and, and really has helped me gain a lot of respect in the country doing this is that I tell college coaches all the time, like, they're not my quarterback. They're your quarterback. You know, I'm just here to help them um, a get better and B help you get better. You know, like help, trying to help you guys is, is my yeah. point. Yours coach, you know, he plays for you. Um, you know, a lot of times when guys come out here, they'll come out here for, you know, three, four, five days at a time if they can. Uh, usually it's the pockets of downtime, right? So usually it's like, you know, winter break, you know, after the season, maybe a cleanup session. Uh, a lot of times okay. it's before spring practice or right after spring practice or in between their summer one and summer two sessions, which is usually like sometime in July. Okay. Um, and again, you're just trying to steal, you know, three, four, five days of time. And, and uh, I mean, the nice thing about it is, is that like I can take a kid and just I see what they're good at. Right. I can evaluate that. I will never change that. Um, you know, we're going to look at what he does wrong and, and why he misses throws, identify it and then give him things to work on that can fix that. You know, and obviously we're going to do that while he's here. But, you know, you're not going to change a kid after five days. You know, like it's just not yeah. enough repetition. It's not enough time. A lot of times it's, it's them going back to school and you're going, listen, here, here's the deal. Like you, when you miss, you do this or this. And these are the two or three things you need to focus on from a fundamental standpoint, a drill standpoint. When you throw routes, this is what you need to do. And then it's on them. You know, like it's how yeah. good they want to be. I've always said like, you know, in the quarterback world, it's, it's what we do in our, in our alone time, you know, it's just, it's a lonely position. A lot of times, even though we get, as we know, you know, a, a big win, we are king of the castle. And obviously after yeah. uh you know, seven point three interception game, you are, uh, you know, you don't want to leave your house for a week, you know, so it, it's tough. And um, so that's, you know, that's how I've always kind of done it. You know, it's, it's, it's showing the coaching staff respect because they play for them and not me. Um, I have really no ego when it comes to this. It's, it's, I, I, I don't need credit. You know, it's, it's about the kid, the kids should get the credit, right? Cause he's putting the work in and he has the talent. So yeah, that's really kind of how we did it. And and I think guys come out here and they get better. And I think their coaches like the fact that they come here because they see them get better. And, and I do it in a respectful way. And uh, I think people trust me with their players and it's, it's, it's been really good so far and it's a blast. You know, it's, I would say the hardest thing is, is once you get into the season and, and you watch all these guys play on Saturday and, and obviously there's some good wins and there's some bad losses and, and uh, so it's like an emotional roller coaster, especially. I mean, last year I probably had, I don't know, 17 power five starting quarterbacks come out here and probably three quarters of the Big Ten, you know? So, oh, wow. You know, so it's, you know, one guy plays well and you're fired up for him and, and you're fired up for his family. And then, uh, you know, the other guy has a tough game and a tough loss. And, you know, you're making that phone call on a Monday and Tuesday night, just making sure they're okay from a mental standpoint. And 
not to lose confidence and let them know they're a really good player and, and uh, you know, bounce back and be tough and be a leader. And so it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting world for sure. I mean, I, I think the biggest misconception is, is that people think that the coaching staff uh, at some of these places aren't good coaches. And that's not true at all. It's, it's the fact that in college football, there's only so many hours they can work with the guys during the season one and two in yeah. the off season, they're not allowed to coach, them, you know? So, so the season ends, right? And I'm the quarterback coach at Iowa or Nebraska or, or Ohio State. I, I cannot coach my quarterbacks with a football until spring practice, you know? So a lot of times these kids are kind of looking for something to, to do and, and, and get better at. And I think that's why it's, this, this business has kind of exploded uh, because of those things. Well, with the, all the specialized training anymore, it's just gotten more and more specialized and individualized as time's gone on, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, and you've talked, you you know, touched on briefly about developing these relationships with coaches and earning trust over time. Have you had any pushback from coaches about their players coming out and working with you? And if so, how did you navigate through that? I think sometimes at first, you know, I, I think that, um, if I could, if I could break down, usually there's three kind of guys to coach, right? So the, the first guy, we'll say guy A, is, is uh, very knowledgeable, knows, understands football, understands fundamentals. Um, he, he's solid, right? He's what you want coaching your quarterbacks. You know, then there's, you know, there's B, which is doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, a little insecure because of it, right? But they have this high-profile job, and they're coaching quarterbacks, and they're making a lot of money doing it. Um, and there's an arrogance to that. And they almost don't want you to expose them. Um, okay. So they don't want you really working with their guy at all. And then there's the last guy, which I kind of appreciate, is the guy that, that understands football, just coaches X and O's and puts in place and worries about scheme. And they don't really know fundamentals and they don't really care. And, uh, you know, the, sometimes you get those guys. Those guys are sometimes the best guys to work with because you can get their guys better, one. And, two, whatever you're doing with them, they're good with it as long as they come back and they're better, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of my relationship with Mark Whipple forever. Obviously, Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett was – and not that Mark didn't know fundamentals, don't get me wrong. But, like, he was just like, Tony, you're really good. Every time he comes back here, he gets better. And uh, whatever you do with him, we're going to do here. And um, and it worked out pretty well for him. You know, so it's – it's uh, yeah, so, yeah, there's there's some pushback. But I think yeah. how I've always tried to handle it is, is listen, at the end of the day, like I said, I, I have no ego – um, it's about getting that player better for you, and he's your quarterback. And I totally understand. And a lot of times, I just a lot of times I'll start the conversation with what things do you need him to work on? Yeah. You know, like like coming off the season or spring practice. What are the main issues that he had? A throwing the ball for you, or B moving forward? Like what concepts are you going to put in? Like what's the footwork? What's the you know? Because sometimes you know the the toughest situation is when I believe in something and, and the staff that that player plays for is like 180 from a fundamental standpoint, right? Where it's kind of like, oof, that's, that's not something I would teach quarterbacks. Um, and I've had that, you know, and, and again, they, they play for that staff. They don't play for me. So it doesn't really matter what I think when it comes to that world, right? It's just kind of like taking the coaching points from the coach and the player and just making sure they're doing those things and trying to break things down. Maybe so it's simpler for the player to learn. When these coaches see the improvement from their quarterback, how often does it ever happen where you have a coach or a head coach reach out to you and inquire about interest that you join in a staff full-time? Does that ever happen to you? It's, it's happened from time to time. You know, I, I think for me, I mean, you know, I, I have a pretty good living here, right? I, you know, I'm married with three little kids, so I'm not moving all over the country. And I have a lot of friends that obviously coach college football or, or coach the NFL and, I just, you know, you know, I think people can appreciate this. You know, at 44 years old, I can't take a, 
you know, entry level job at, at some big program, which, you know, sounds good on paper. Right. And, and uh, yeah. from an ego standpoint, it's pretty good to, you know, pound my chest and say I coach there, but you know, I, I've, I've been a finalist for, for two NFL jobs, you know, like interviewed for seven straight hours on zooms and, um, you know, came in second at two different places, which is fine. Luckily, yeah. both places, both staffs got fired the following year. So kind of lucky that I didn't get those jobs. It's kind of like a blessing that I didn't. Um, no kidding. So I just, I'm really happy with, you know, what I do. I mean, with, with the, if the right place came along and uh, it was the right situation with the right staff in a great area that I can raise my family in, yeah, I, I would I would talk to people, and I have, you know. Um, yeah. But just, you know, as of right now, where we're at in my life, you know, I coached the Hunt School in Princeton. Um, we've, you know, I've been there six years. We finished number one in the country four times and, uh, we've had 71 division one kids in six years, you know? So it's, it's a pretty good place to coach, you know, I'm having fun oh. doing that obviously as well. I think that's what, what's always kind of helped me and separate me from a lot of the guys that train quarterbacks in the country is I, I coach in the fall. I'm not one yeah. of these guys who just kind of trains quarterbacks and put cones on a field and run around and do, uh, some of the stuff that you see out there. I, mean, you know, I'm, I coach ball in the fall and it's only helped me kind of coach quarterbacks, because it kind of just keeps my stuff relevant and uh, and you're constantly talking football with people. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you don't really ever hear them talk about it, but you were quite the quarterback yourself in college. I think you have like a record or two in the NCAA records that still haven't been beat. Um, I wanted to say like five touchdown passes in a quarter, was it? Or a half? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, a quarter, quarter. So um, that's I mean, insane. The, the cool thing for me, well, I think the fun thing for me is that like, and it's only helped me coach, right? Is that I was a highly recruited guy. I blew up my knee as a junior. Um uh, you know, a lot of those offers fell back. We're talking, you know, late, late nineties here. Right. So, yeah, you know, pre Twitter, pre, you know, all that stuff. Um, so I, I, I was an FCS quarterback for a year and a half at Tennessee tech. I got my position moved to linebacker, which is not what you want as a quarterback. Uh, our, our AD son was a true freshman behind me. So the running was on the wall there. So, uh, so I came home and I played division three football and uh, I played at Rowan yeah. university here in New Jersey, which, at that time was, was a, a very dominant program at the lower levels. And, um, you know, so my point is like, you know, I, I, I was in, I was in the eye, I ran some option. And then my junior year, we went, we went to the spread offense really when no one really knew how to defend it, when you're doing, you know, up tempo and spread and throwing around. And yes, yeah, so when I graduated, I was like top 10 passers in NCAA history, all levels. Um, yeah. And then the five touchdown passes in a quarter are still an NCAA record. No one's broke yet, which is kind of crazy because everybody's throwing the ball so much. I've always yeah. said like, it's amazing how much the game has changed, right? Because when I graduated, I was I think I was like seven or eight leading passer in NCAA history. And now I'm like I'm I'm like holding on right now to be in the top twenty five, you know, because everybody's throwing yeah. it so much. Oh yeah, 
Jeez. Well, I was gonna. We're gonna ask you a little bit too about uh, Marco Linez coming into Iowa. Uh, you've really sang his praises quite a bit, and how how much talent he has. Could you, for Iowa fans that haven't seen any any tape of him on the field, can you break down what type of quarterback they can be expecting in the next two to three years? Yeah, I, uh, I'll start with the physical. He's he's six two. He's two hundred thirty pounds. Um, a really fit kid. He's kind of built like a linebacker. His dad was a really good linebacker in college way back in the day. Uh, very physical kid. Uh, he could throw it. He can run it. Uh, his, his change of direction, his, you know, his, his burst is elite. You know, uh, he's got very good speed. But, but if you're looking for a guy on third and seven for things to break down and get out of stuff and get first downs, move the chains, or be a threat in the red zone, he's your guy. Like he's, oh wow, you no, know, he okay. um, really, really sees the field well. Like our. So our last two years, obviously, I didn't just train him. I wasn't his quarterback trainer. He was my my quarterback that I, you know, at the high school I coached at. So I had him year round for, for three years. Oh, um, wow. You know, with COVID year, really two and a half. But uh, he was he was seventy nine percent as a junior and seventy eight percent as a senior for us. You know, uh, forty five touchdowns. I think five interceptions or four interceptions total. Jeez. So makes really good decisions with the football. Very accurate with the football. Uh, we run a lot of stuff that I would uh, does as well. We're, we're pro style. We're under center. We're so a lot of the stuff that he's going to do there. We we do. Um, you know, we've had a, a bunch of division one tight ends and fullbacks and tailbacks. So uh, you know, we're we're in the eye a lot of times and, and under center and play action and, and move the pocket and it's all stuff he does really well. He he fits what they do really well from a schematical standpoint as far as you know the uh, the under center play action game, the boot game, the move the pocket stuff, the I think what he can add for them is an added dimension of, of, of him being a running threat. Like he's, you know, he can keep people honest and run the zone read game and people uh, run the quarterback draw and go empty and, you know, be a true threat in the red zone inside the 10 yard line. You have to worry about him running the ball. Cause he's, he's a beast. I mean, he's, I think he rushed for like 500 or 600 yards as a junior and then another 400, 500 yards as a senior. So he's, he's special. He's, he's a special kid. You know, he's, He's uh, he's very physically gifted, but at the same time, his uh, his intangibles are off the charts. Like he's he's a winner, and uh, he's he's a dog when it comes to competition. And uh, he's gonna you know he's gonna finish first you know a lot of times and what the stuff they do. And it, it's a great situation I think for him going in there, obviously with Cade transferring in and getting yeah. to learn from him because Cade's Cade's kind of a very similar guy, you know. So I think it's really good for for tears for Marco to kind of sit behind him and. Just be a sponge, and uh, obviously, when it's time to compete, you know, go win the job. Hopefully, how do you feel like Cade's going to be able to move the offense forward, coming in, taking over, and being named the starter? Uh, how how do you feel like things are going to look differently with him under center? Uh, I just, you know, I think it's I think it's the whole operation, right? I, and I've I've always said this: it's it's you name the quarterback, it's the three P's, right? So it's it's the personnel around them, it's the protection that they get up front and it's the play caller and I don't care who the quarterback is I don't care if it's high school college the NFL if if that quarterback has those three things or close to those three things if they just do their job they're gonna be pretty successful um if they do not have you know two or three of those things if, if you're 0 for three or one for three you're gonna have a very inconsistent season and, you know if you're a talented player you're gonna have some good moments obviously and some good games but overall through the course of you know, 10, 11, 12 games, you're not going to, it's going to be kind of a roller coaster kind of deal. So I, I you know, he's, a, he's a really good player, right? He's, he's a winner as we saw at Michigan. Um, he's a very accurate kid. He sees the field really well. He doesn't really make mistakes, which is kind of their MO, 
what they yeah. want to do on offense. Um, but also it's, it's, you know, hopefully around him, they're better up front and, and at the skill positions, they can stay healthy and make plays for him. Yeah. Well, hopefully this next question, you're not going to ruffle any feathers, but you're working with a lot of guys, see a lot of the videos on Twitter and a lot of us football junkies love watching that stuff. It just gets us jacked for football season. Who were maybe one or two guys? Um, and if you can't just name one or two, we totally get it. But guys that you really feel like this guy is going to be a stud that you, when you're watching him, you're like, you see a lot of maybe next level potential on him that you're like, Hey, nobody knows who he is right now. But in a year or two from now, the whole country is going to know who he is. We're talking college? Yeah, college. Okay. Um, I, you know, I would say probably my top guy going next year is Michael Pratt from Tulane. Okay. Always got a legit shot. Obviously, they had a great year this year. Went to the Cotton Bowl. Um, most of the team's coming back. He, he's, he's a pretty special kid, a special player. He's, he can move. He can run. He can throw it. Um, he's, he's got a really good, you know, pretty high draft grade right now. He's probably, you know, my, my top guy on paper. I guess you okay. could say. Um, I'll give you an I'll give you an Iowa kid, uh, Rocky Lombardi. Okay, all right. The Moines kid who went to Michigan State was that is that Northern Illinois now? So yeah, uh, you know he he had a very good junior year. Um, he came back this year and uh, had a really good four games and re- hurt his knee, had surgery, was out for the year, and came back for the sixth year coming up. So he's he's a kid that's come out to see me like five times already now over the last year and a half and. Uh, I mean, he's he's got the physical traits. I mean, he's you know six four. He's two thirty. They have a really good team coming back, you know. So he could be that, you know, win the MAC conference, be player of the year, uh, you know, in the upper sixties uh, completion percentage wise. He's going to test really well, yeah. you know, as far as like running and lifting and, and the arm strength and the ability to throw it far and hard, which which is uh, a lot of times what you know what scouts want to see, right? Scouts are kind of like meatheads, yeah. you know. They just kind of want to see the physical. Traits and ability it doesn't mean you're a good player, right? But as long as yeah. you physically are gifted, um, they'll drill over a kid like Rocky. So he's he's one, and and uh, I'll give you another another uh, Iowa kid. Um, you know, so there's 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 a kid that played at is it Solon? Solon? Oh, Solon. Solon. Yep. Solon. Solon. School. Yeah. So Cam Miller, uh, North Dakota State, has come to see me now for over over two years. Um, you know, so I, I you know I think Cam has two years left, but. But he's the kid that, you know, again, they always play for the NCAA title. But I, I think if he really can put it together the next two years, they get to throw the ball a little bit more than they, what they do. They're, they're more of a ball control team. But I think he's a really special kid, too. Okay. All right. I, it, have you ever heard of a better football name than Rocky Lombardi? I mean, to give me another no. one. Like, that's the greatest football name of all time. And if you ever met Rocky Lombardi, he would probably be top five favorite human beings that ever walked the planet. He's got this, like – Big charismatic personality. He's well spoken. He yeah. can bust chops with the best of them. He's got the long blonde hair, like bleach yeah. blonde blonde hair. So he's he's like the best kid in the world. What what ha- I, I don't if you can't say I totally understand what happened at Michigan State because I thought he was really gonna have a great career there and just things kind of ended abruptly. Yeah, you know they had a tough year that COVID year and uh, yeah. had some turnovers at times, I guess, and then just kind of look for a fresh start. But I think. You know, I think a lot of times because of, of of the way college football is nowadays, right, one and two, you know, the way fan bases are, it's just some guys just want to get out. You know, it's like yeah. it's like this suffocating feeling sometimes. Um, and I, I, I tell the quarterbacks all the time, like, I, I didn't grow up with, with the cell phone era. I didn't grow up with the Twitter era, you know, where, yeah. like, if you guys, you know, if, you know, nowadays, if you play poorly on Saturday, like, you can't get away from 
from it. You know, it's like yeah. people DMing you and reach and and you know, and I've 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 had it. You know, like I've had. I mean, you know, like even the, uh, I so I would people are some of my favorite people on the, on the planet. How nice they are, but from a fan base standpoint, I mean, I, I've had some things said to me that I'm like, I turn to my wife, I'm like, can you believe this guy said this to me? <laughs> like, meanwhile, I, you know, I. I didn't even see them play yet today because we play a lot of times on Saturdays because we don't have legs yeah. where I coach. So okay. I'm like, well, I, I guess it was a tough game depending on the comments that I was uh, that was sent to me, you know. So my point is sometimes guys just just they they just need to get away get away and get out of it and, and kind of like wash their hands and get a fresh start and and sometimes you get some confidence, you got some ability, good things happen. Awesome, hey coach. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and good luck this upcoming fall and hope you have a great summer working with all the new up and coming quarterbacks in the college and NFL. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Hawkeyes can put together this year. You know, I've always been a fan of the program. Oh. They, they just do things the right way. And, and uh, hopefully get, I'll, I'll get out there, you know, at least once or twice this year and obviously catch up with Marco. And I'm excited for him, obviously, his future there. Great. Well, we're excited too. Thanks again for coming on, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. All right. All right. You too. Bye.